I wanted to talk to you just for a few minutes about how to possess God's promises for 2018. I thought this would be the perfect day to do that. So I want you to pull out your sermon notes if you want to look there. And um, we'll just kind of walk through that together. Let's look at that. You know, when we talk about destiny, I think most people in church misunderstand that term. A lot of people out in the world think karma, fate, you know, chance, whatever, uh, kind of determines our destiny. A lot of us in church think, well, you know, God's planned the destiny and that's it. It's not, that's just how it is. Um, The truth is, the Bible tells us that we impact our own destiny. Now, God knows it. And God is sovereign over all. But it's not as if you don't have anything to do with your destiny. We're going to see that in the Bible today. You may have had a terrible past or a painful past. But the truth is the story isn't over yet. The big truth this morning is that you get to choose your destiny. That's our part. There's a part that God has that we can't really totally comprehend but from our side of it we understand the Bible teaches us that God is training us and teaching us and growing us and part of that is choosing our destiny the Old Testament illustrates that I want to look at an event in the Old Testament that shows that very well let me give you a little bit of background you know this possibly if you've been in church but The children of Israel in this passage we're getting ready to look at, they've come out of bondage in Egypt. They've been in bondage 400 years. Moses leads them. Now, what you might not know, because you always hear about them wandering in the desert for 40 years, it only took them 11 days to go from Egypt to the promised land. And they stand at the entrance to the promised land, the Jordan River, and Looking over the river into the land that God has promised them, they send in 12 spies to spy out the land. A few days later, the spies come back. Ten of them say, we can't do it. I mean, we're not strong enough. We, we, we looked like grasshoppers in our own eyes. When we looked at these people, there's huge fortified cities. Every one of the seven nations that lives in this land is stronger than us. Everyone, any single one of them could beat us. Can you imagine what would happen if they banded together? This, I, I don't know. I mean, there must be some confusion somewhere. We can't take the land. And the people began to weep and cry. Caleb and Joshua, two of the spies, say, it looks impossible, but with God, he's already promised it to us. Let's go get it. Let's go get what God has promised. And the people are so upset that they want to kill those two. And so God says to Moses, not one of these people, not a single one of them that had unbelief in their heart is going to enter my promised land. I want you to wander in the wilderness, in the desert, until every one of them drops dead. That's, that's pretty rough. And, uh, you know, that's really not, if you think about Moses, that's not the group you want to lead, really, you know. It's kind of like if you, my first church out of seminary, um, everybody was in their 80s just about. And I usually could really get to preaching after they fell asleep, you know, right in the, but uh, your student group was in their 50s, you know. And uh, 
I did like 40 funerals. I took that little church in three short years from 120 all the way to 80. But they all died. And, and I thought, I feel kind of, I know what Moses feels like now, you know. Wandering around till everybody dies off. And uh, I, I thought I had to leave that church because I could see I only had a couple of years of effective ministry left before we were down to zero, you know. But it, it, it was tough. It was tough on Moses. Then Moses has messed up too a, a little later and he doesn't get to enter the promised land. And, and, and so Moses dies. Joshua, his successor, takes over and they stand with a new generation at the Jordan River again. And that's where we are. We see three things in Joshua chapter 1 that shows us how to possess God's promises, how to possess what he has for us in 2018. It still stands true today, as true as it was back in that day. So let's look at the things that God tells Joshua to do in order to possess the promised land. Number one, it might not be what you expect, but it's make a plan. Make a plan. Did you know planning is a spiritual Activity. The Bible has a lot to say about it. The book of Proverbs written by the wisest man who ever lived talks about planning a lot. But listen to what Joshua chapter 1 verses 1 through 4 says. It says this, after the death of Moses, the Lord said to Joshua, Moses' successor, Moses my servant is dead. Now then, get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I'm giving you. I will give you every place where you set your foot, just as I promised Moses. Your territory will extend from the Sinai Desert to Lebanon, from the Euphrates to the Great Sea on the west, the Mediterranean. God's very specific in outlining the borders of his plan and his destiny for his people. And a couple of things stick out about this. First of all, you're never going to possess your future if you're stuck in the past. You're never going to possess God's promises for you in the future if you are stuck in the past. The first thing God says to Joshua is, Moses is dead. What do you need to bury in your life? What do you need to let go of? It's dead. It's over. There are some things you need to bury. You can't get on with your destiny until you do. Moses is dead. That era is over. Is it a grudge that you're holding? Let's don't go into 2018 holding on to a grudge against someone. Now, I know what they did to you. I know it was horrendous. I'm not invalidating how you feel at all. The way you feel is how you should feel. But did you know that forgiveness is not a feeling? It's an action. It's a choice that you make. I don't want you to go into 2018 holding on to that anymore. I know how much your ex hurt you. It's time to let that go. That era is over. I know how much your parents hurt you. I know how much that person hurt you in that church. But let me tell you something. That era is over. 2018 is something brand new. I want you to move into that. What about guilt? Some of you are just eaten up with guilt. Your marriage failed. I understand that. I see that. But that's not your future. 
That's the past. Let that go and let's move on. Let's move into what God has for us. It's time to move on. We can do this together. He says, get ready to cross the Jordan River. In fact, what he's saying there is you've got to prepare. You've got to plan it out. And he's specific. He says, exactly, here's how much I want you to conquer. Here's where I want you to go. Don't go outside these, but stay in this. But it's expansive. And don't stop short. In verse 10, look what Joshua did. So Joshua ordered the leaders, go through the camp and tell everyone, prepare your provisions. In three days, you'll cross the Jordan and go in and take possession of the land the Lord your God is giving you for your own. I want you to notice something really interesting about this verse. He said, the Lord your God is giving this to you. And then he says, take possession of it. Now, which one is it? Do you need to go take possession of it? Or is God giving it to you? Both. You see, you don't just sit on your couch at home and and say, uh, you know, God's given me his promises and I'm just going to sit here and wait for him to fall in my lap. I know he's got a great job for me. I'm not even going to apply anywhere, though, because someone's just going to call me up, you know, and say, we're looking for a couch potato. Right? We're looking for a TV reviewer, right? No, it's not going to happen that way. You've got to be out there. You take possession. Proverbs 20:18 says, don't go charging into battle without a plan. Some of us, we're just going to like, we just go. We have no plan. We have no, we're just, I mean, I'm going to go. I'm going to take on the world, right? But there's no plan. One of my uh, favorite verses in the Bible is Psalm 20, verse 4. It says, may he grant you your heart's desires and make all your plans succeed that's my prayer for you as your pastor may he grant you your heart's desires and make all your plans succeed did you know that verse was in the bible god says i want to make your plan succeed here's the problem some of you don't have a plan you can't make it succeed you don't have a plan because you never made any so where do you want to be in 2018 with your family with your church with your life, with your career, with all the things that God has given you. Most people have spent more time planning their vacation than they spend planning their lives. Ladies, some of you spent more time planning your wedding than you spent planning your marriage, right? Because you've been thinking about that, you thought about that and thought about, and you worked and it was meticulous, but the marriage is where all the work really begins guys I've never spoken to a guy in counseling without having to tell him they'll always say guys always tell me it's so hard so much more difficult than I thought and I always say exactly the Bible says that Jesus says in this world you will have trouble and then Paul says and if you marry you will have more trouble you just didn't read that before you got married that should be required reading you know, you married trouble, all right? So, yeah, is it difficult? Yes, it's difficult. And you're working, guys, about a third as hard as you need to work. And some of you are going like, no, 
it's so much more work than you thought. You thought that she was just going to meet all your needs, right? Yeah, just take care of it. It's, that laugh is a good laugh. You thought that. <laughs> okay, but let me tell you something. It's work. It's work. Every great marriage that I've ever seen takes work. We're doing this series January 20th and 21st, marriage things. You know, a lot of you have watched Stranger Things. It's off of that because some of your marriages are stranger than others. But we're going to talk about how to do that well, Laura and I. 34 years Laura and I have been married. It's been 30 of the happiest years of our lives. The first ones, those first years were rough, man. I didn't know how to be married. We're going to talk about the things that I learned that, 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 that saved our marriage, that, that Laura learned that saved our marriage, the work that we put in and the counseling that we put in. In Proverbs 16, 3, it says, Commit to the Lord whatever you do. Then your plans will succeed. As your pastor, I'm committed to your success. I pray for your success. In fact, I prayed for you this morning. I prayed for those of you who need a job this year. I prayed for those of you who have been struggling financially this year. I prayed for those of you who have been struggling emotionally. And those of you who are struggling physically. Some of my good friends. This might be their last year. I prayed for them. I pray for you. God knows that and he still has something good for us in this year. I'm just telling you, he does. He has something he wants to show us in this year. God's got good plans. His plans are always good. His dreams for you are good. I didn't say that they were understandable, but they're good. As your pastor, I pray that you will fulfill the destiny that he has for you in 2018. Whatever that is, to live well, to die well, whatever he has in store for you, that it will be fulfilled for you. How, how do you do that? It says it, it's right here. The second thing that we need to see, if we're going to build a good plan, we need to obey God's word. We've got to build our plans and our life completely around God's word. Look what it says. Joshua 1, 7 and 8. But be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the left or to the, to the right or to the left. That you may be successful wherever you go. Study this book of the law continually. Meditate on it day and night. So that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. All they had at this time were the first five books that Moses had penned. And God said, if you just will study, meditate, look at, think about, live in Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, and Deuteronomy. Numbers. I'm going to bless you. Look what God has given us. The rest of scripture, the New Testament, all that Jesus 
has done. The scripture is the key to success. You want to know God's will for your life in 2018? It's going to be found in God's word. And the more you fill your life with scripture and the, uh, the Bible, the more successful you're going to be. Maybe just in that little verse, you might want to circle a few things. Be careful to obey. Circle obey. Study. Meditate. And then he says do. So he says do it, do it. Right? On both sides of it. Obey it and do it. That's what I love about Community of Faith. We're the deepest church in town because that's what we always talk about how to do this. I always lay out Every week, go do these two things, or this one thing, or go do this this week. And some of you, your growth has been exponential, just doing it. It's the deepest form of learning, experts tell us. He also says in that verse, don't turn from the right or the left that you may be successful. What's he saying there? Don't get sidetracked. I, I, I see it happen every year. A family gets started with God, and maybe they come to the Christmas services and they're so excited and, and, and they're going strong week after week after week and, and things are happening and things are changing and then something happens, maybe a sickness and so they miss a weekend or soccer or sleep. You know, I'm just going to worship at St. Mattress today, just this one day, you know. And, and it's just so easy to fall out of the habit after two or three weeks and all of a sudden the rest of the year has gone. Hadn't been back. And now it's Christmas again. And oh, I better get started. You see what I'm saying? That's getting sidetracked. The Bible says in Psalm 34, 10, those who seek the Lord will lack no good thing. Do you believe that? You say, but there are some things I'm lacking in my life that seem like a good thing. I, I, I'm trying to figure out what that is. Are you seeking the Lord with with all of your heart. Don't seek fame. Don't seek wealth. Don't seek health. Don't seek any of those things. Not even peace or prosperity. The American dream. Comfort. Don't seek comfort. Seek him. Make it your goal in 2018. I'm going to seek you God. With all my heart. Second Chronicles 16.9. Another of my favorite verses. For the eyes of the Lord. Move to and fro. Can you imagine him looking over us? It's like I see him up above us looking across and he's looking at each row, at each one of us and he can see right through to our very hearts. The eyes of the Lord move, move to and fro throughout the earth that he may strongly support those whose heart is completely his. When your heart is completely his it's like the universe lines up behind you. That's what it feels like when God strongly supports you. I remember coming back from being a missionary in Mexico City, kind of floundering around a little bit and saying, God, what do you want me to do? I feel like maybe you want me to start a church that gets this mission thing, that gets what it means to be a world changer. Because it seemed like so many were just focused inwardly. And, and God was like, that is, that's my heart, that's my dream. And I got on God's dream. And when my dream and God's dream got together, it's like the universe lined up behind us. Just the five of us. Laura and me and our three kids. And now look what God has done at Community of Faith. And it's all God. 
it's, I'm just telling you, it's God. We'll never have a conference and say, this is how we grew community of faith, because people would just laugh at it. They'd say, how, we had a group of church planters come in a few years back. I, I was really, I didn't want to, but they begged, can we come in and hear what you did? And so they came in and said, so tell us what you did. And everybody on my staff just looked around and went, we don't even know. And I think the only thing they got out of that whole day of us meeting together, they thought, if that guy can do it, I can do it. And, and you know what? That's pretty good. That's, that's good enough. God's done it. You prepare a plan and you build your plan completely around God's word. If your heart is completely his, I want to be that person. I want God to look down and say, look at that shook guy. His heart is mine. I'm going to show myself strong on his behalf moment by moment by moment all through 2018. I want Satan to say, crud, shook's up. I hate that. I want to be that guy. And then, number three, you step out in faith. Courageously step out in faith. It's interesting that three times in this chapter, in Joshua 1, they're getting ready to go in the promised land, and three times God says this, be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. Three times. Three different verses. Why did he repeat this three times for Joshua? He's getting ready to possess the promises. Well, there's some reasons. Joshua was intimidated by his predecessor, for one thing. I mean, how would you like to succeed Moses? The Moses, right? And you're the next in line for, for leadership. So he's a little scared. But God says, hey, Moses is dead. But I'm not dead. And just as I was with Moses, I will be with you. The other reason he says this three times to Joshua is because he knows that the people of Israel, that Joshua is going to have to fight for their destiny. You're going to have to fight for your destiny. You can mark it down. I guarantee you in 2018... That the destiny, that the promises that God has planned for you include two things. Battles and blessings. Battles and blessings. Always. You're going to have them both. Battles and blessings. Why? For one thing, God is preparing you for more than just here and now. This is boot camp. We don't hear a lot about that because... In America today, what's popular is how is God going to bless me in 2018? Let me tell you something. That's not all God has in mind. He's creating you to be an overcomer, a warrior. You're a new creation. We've got an eternity that he's got planned for us. I don't know what it holds, but it means, he says, I need an overcomer, a battler. So there's going to be battles and there's going to be Blessings In the land that Israel's going to take, there's seven nations, every single one of them larger, every single one of them stronger than Israel, every single one of them is going to be an enemy of Israel as soon as Israel crosses this Jordan. Joshua's going to spend his life in battles, and he knows it. But you can be bold. 
in the battle. How? Know this, God is with me. God is with me. No one will be able to defeat you all your life. Just as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you or abandon you. Is your health failing you? God's not failing you. Your body is failing you. He says, I will not abandon you. And on that very last breath, little child of mine, I'm going to scoop you up and pull you to my chest and wipe every tear from your eyes and real life begins. You see, he's not going to fail us. He's always going to be there. He's with me. All through 2018, whatever it holds, some of you fear what it holds. Another thing, God keeps his promises. He says this, just be determined and confident for you will lead these people to possess the land I promised to the previous generation. There's something really interesting about this verse. He says, I promised it to your fathers, but they didn't ever possess it. You see how I'm saying that your destiny is a choice? He promised it to your fathers and they never possessed it. Some of you, your parents were a mess. I'll just be straight with you, right? You don't even need me to tell you. You're telling me, right? Your parents were a mess. I get that. Will you believe? You. It's time to stop saying, yeah, I'm a mess because my daddy was a mess. Yeah, I'm really screwed up because my mama was really screwed up. It's time to say, it's my choice and my time and God is with me. God told me to do it. God told me to do it is the next thing. He told me to. Have I not commanded you to do this? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. He's saying, if I tell you to do it, and I'm going to be with you, and I I keep my promises, what are you so worried about? It was my idea in the first place to give you this land. This is the land that I picked for you. Notice the words afraid, discouraged. Those are the two enemies that are going to keep you from fulfilling your destiny in 2018 if you allow them to. Fear and discouragement. Fear keeps you from starting. Discouragement keeps you from finishing. When all this is happening, it's springtime in Israel. Usually the Jordan River is a little creek. We would call it, you know, I mean, it's not, we crossed, I went across the Brazos river uh, yesterday going to a, a wedding venue that I'd never it was out in the middle of nowhere I thought we were lost I thought I was hearing like deliverance banjo music for a minute but we got out I mean we crossed it and it, it and it didn't look all that bad I mean it was just a little little river but you remember when it flooded that's what the Jordan River does every springtime it, it's usually a little creek you could throw a rock across it at this time it can be as much as a mile across with the, the 
waters raging down coming from the mountains of Lebanon, the snows melting up there. And that's what they were going to cross. And, and so it, it's this crazy thing. And, and they're probably expecting God to part it, you know. Well, Joshua, lift up the staff that Moses had, you know. But Joshua didn't have that staff. The Bible says Moses leaned on his staff and died, it tells us. Which is what a lot of preachers have done. No, that's not really true. They don't lean on their staff. But the thing is, he had it. Joshua didn't have it. So what was he going to do? Something new. He always does it new. He doesn't do it the same way twice. The miracles that he's done in your life, he's getting ready to do something new. You haven't experienced before in 2018. I want you to get ready for that. What he said is, I want you to put the Ark of the Covenant that symbolizes my presence and the priest, you put them out front. And when they get in the water, I'm going to do something. So... They put the pastors out front. I'm sure Joshua goes, well, they're expendable anyway. I don't need them. They can't fight worth a flip, right? So they put the preachers out there, and the preachers get out, and they gets up to their knees and then their hips, and it's still flowing and kind of, you know, having to hold on. And I'm sure they're going, okay, God, any time now, right? 17 miles upstream, God stops the water. They can't even see it. And it begins to recede and slowly goes down. It's a whole different way. Never done it that way before. Let God do his miracles the way he wants to do it. You're not going to know what's going to happen. Get your expectations out of your head. Let God be God. Okay? Well, I know what he's going to do. I, I, I think I know how this is going to turn out. You're probably going to be wrong. And some of you have been wrong in the past and you got really disappointed with God because he didn't do the miracle the way that you wanted it to be done and you missed what he was trying to do in making you an overcomer. He had a big plan that was for all of eternity to change eternal destiny in the sense of helping you to rule and reign with him and you missed it because you were so upset with him that he didn't do a miracle like you thought he should do it. Get that out of your head. Let God be God. And they cross the river. Let me just ask you a question to end this morning. What's your Jordan River? What is it in your life? Is it something that's dead and needs to be buried? Is it, is it some promise of God, some precept of God that you know that you are too afraid to do? Some obedience step? That first step is always the hardest. Think of these priests, they're stepping into raging waters, and it's not calmed at all. But he says, until you step in, I'm not doing anything. First step is the hardest. I want to read you some biblical names, see if you recognize any of these names, okay? Shaphat, Palti, Gadiel, Amiel. You know these names? How about this? Sether, Nabi, Geuel, Egal. Some of you probably have named your kid that. Egal. How about this one? Gadi. How about Shamua? I think he's at SeaWorld. I'm not sure. How about Joshua? How about Caleb? Those are the 12 spies. You didn't know the first 10 at all, did you? Because they didn't 
believe God. Caleb, Joshua, we know those names. We only remember the guys who trusted God and went for their destiny. And Caleb's an old man. And what's so interesting about Caleb is when he gets in, they're always, they were kind of saying like, Caleb, you're, you're like in your 80s, dude. So why don't you just kind of hang back. And they got to this really tough mountain that no one could take because they had like the, the, the toughest people on it. And Caleb goes, everybody back. This is my mountain, me and my kids. And he goes and takes it. He's still believing God. I want you to close your eyes with me this morning. God's right here. I don't know what 2017's been like for you. Some of you, you just need to thank him because it's been amazing. He's blessed you like crazy. He blesses you so you can be a channel and bless the world around you. It's not just for you. And many of you have done that. Some of you are beginning. Maybe that's the principle he wants to help you release so that he can bless you more and bless you more the way he does. But he's got something in 2018 for you. Even if this was a terrible year for you, you can let this year go. 2018 starts tomorrow. Let it even begin right now today. Release whatever it is you need to release. Some of you, it's that grudge. You need to let it go. Don't take it with you into this new year. God's got something good for you this year. Don't stop it up with that grudge. Again, forgiveness is a choice. And sometimes you just have to make that choice all the time. Keep laying that person at God's feet. Jesus, you take care of it. He said, vengeance is mine. I will repay. That's what God said. You're trying to be God and you're bad at it and it's eating you up. Let him take care of it. I give this person to you. I give this person to you. It's your business what you want to do with them. I trust you. It's not about that person. It's how much you trust God. I trust you to work this out for my best interest. I trust you that you will do what's right. I trust you.